And we're back. Well, first and foremost, I would like to just say Happy New Year to everyone. And welcome back to the Ruthlessly Curious podcast, where we wrestle with the, the world's toughest questions, where we get to dive deep into fitness and family and parenting and relationships and health and really looking at your life from a 30,000 foot view so that you can ask yourself the biggest and best questions so that you can live a life with meaning and purpose and create value to those around you and just also enjoy the pursuit of your best self. And that's what we get to talk about every day here. All right. So again, this is this is our first podcast of the new year. Super excited to be with you today. So thank you so much for the privilege of your time. I will tell you, I hope that this is the last monologue that I do. And I'm going to be bringing on the one person that has impacted and influenced my life more than any other person over the last 10 years. And that is my beautiful and amazing wife. And I'm going to bring her on. I'm going to let her discuss and talk about, you know, the things that are important to her and how she's gotten, you know, to this point over the last 10 years and where we are in our, in terms of our relationship, where we are in terms of our relationship with the Lord and just all the, the great things that make up her zone of genius. So I do hope that the next time we connect, she will be on here. All right. So today I want to dive into a, a term that's being used a lot, most recently by by a lot of uh, of of high influential thinkers and people that are are really leading with courage and curiosity, and really trying to make a big impact on the world. That phrase or that term is called first principles. So I want to make sure that we we really highlight and and double click on this and really talk about what first principles are. And and first principles are essentially your default when when something happens, you know, in terms of of you wanting to make a change or or something happens at home or you know, you want to you want to create a new lifestyle change in terms of your health, in terms of your fitness. You're trying to trying to break out of a bad habit. You're trying to problem solve through something at work with a coworker. We all have first principles. And, and to make it a little bit easier for you, the thing about first principles is, you know, you can have first principles in terms of your spiritual life. You can have first principles in terms of, of your relationship life. And remember, we, we've broken up relationships for you guys. We've talked about it in terms of intrapersonal, interpersonal, and spiritual Right, So you can have first principles as it relates to your health and longevity. You can have first principles in terms of maybe the way that you, maybe, maybe, maybe your sleep protocol or, you know, hydration that you, that you, you know, or water that you consume or, or food that you consume. So first principles are really this really big, cool term that you can apply to every area of your life. But what I'm going to do today is I'm going to talk about it in terms of overall health, okay? And these are first principles for me, and I'm just sharing some ideas that I want you to think about because I want you at the end of this podcast to think about, well, if you want to look at overall health, if that's something that's important to you in 2022, then I want you to discover and really think about and wrestle with, you know, what are your first principles? 
So number one, the first principle for me in terms of overall health is sleep. I think sleep is the most overlooked and underutilized key component that will not only not only affects us mentally and emotionally, but it also affects us from a body composition standpoint and a performance standpoint. Now, everybody knows that you should be sleeping between six and eight hours a day. Here's the other great thing about sleep is now on the market, there are so many wearables that you can wear that can track and measure your sleep. You know that deep sleep is important, that REM sleep is important, and even to the degree like there's light sleep that's also important as well. And more importantly, it's so important for you to go through what is called proper sleep architecture. And this is where you're going in and out of, of each sleep cycle a certain amount of times throughout the night. The more sleep we get, the less impulsive we are. Being less impulsive allows us to make better decisions that are based on logic, not based off of emotional decisions, fear, anxiety, all those things that could drive us to make bad decisions. So the more sleep we get, the more uh, the, 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 the better decision-making we can have. The more sleep we get, the better we can perform in the gym. The more sleep we get, the better our body composition is going to be. So sleep to me is, is in regards to overall health and longevity and fitness, sleep is the number one priority. Number two, digestion. Digestion is number two to me because if your digestion system is not working appropriately, it doesn't matter what you eat, it doesn't matter what you drink, it doesn't matter how hard you work out, you are not going to be able to absorb the nutrients that you need to to affect and create the positive changes that you want to make. I want to take a a deep dive into digestion really quick, and I've talked about this before in another podcast. You have, within your digestive tract, you have your small intestine, you have your large intestine. We now know, based off the science, that when you consume fiber, onions, bell peppers, spinach, kale, potatoes to a degree, bananas that are a little bit more green, so they're they're not quite ripe yet, apples, those are the types of foods that I'm talking about when I talk about fibrous foods, broccoli, I could get the list goes on. You know, you know that they are vegetables and some fruits, and you know what a fibrous food is. So we now know, based off the science, that when you consume those types of foods, a good majority of the digestion has to go into the large intestine to be digested. Now, why is this important? This is important because in the large intestine, there's a certain t- there are, are millions, probably billions of bacteria. And these bacteria love to be fed fiber. And if they don't get the fiber that they need, they will eventually start eating at the lining of the stomach. I think it's called the mucosa. And please, 
anybody that's interested in this and wants to take a deeper dive on this, please fact check this. And if I have made any mistakes, we will definitely have a conversation about it. We could do it. We could do it live. We could do it out loud. So it's super important for you to maintain a healthy digestive system so that you can absorb nutrients properly. Also, digestion, you know, we talked about this before too. Hydration is a huge component of digestion because if you don't have enough water in the gut to help with, to help move, move the food through like it's supposed to, then you're not going to be able to digest food appropriately either. So not only do you need to be eating the right types of foods, you also need to be, make sure that your hydration is in line with your digestive goals as well. Now, talking about digestion, this is something that my mentor, James Fitzgerald, has been talking about since I knew him. Since, so I met him in 2011. And you're, if, you're talking about, if you're talking about performance... And not just not just like a an athletic performance, right? I mean, you can even talk about it in terms of, of intellectual performance, academic performance. Your digestion needs to be as optimal as it possibly can. And here's the other interesting thing is some people are way more resilient than others based off of how much sleep they get, based off of how good of a relationships they have. So their body is able to metabolize certain foods that you may not be able to. And that's why digestion and consumption and what we choose to eat is so individualistic. So taking it back to, back to digestion, digestion is so important for overall physical health. You need to be pooping at least once a day. And there's also a stool chart that you can go and look at so that you can understand what your poop is telling you. This is one of the, the, the most fundamental key indicators with how, what's going on in your stomach. It is called the Bristol, I think it's called the Bristol stool chart. So make sure you take a look at that. What type of poop do you have? It tells you so much about your digestion. It tells you so much about, you know, What's going on inside without you having to go and do fecal tests and all this good stuff? So digestion is my number two principle or number two first principle for overall health. Number three, and this is going to surprise you because I think most people would say he's going to go to exercise, but I'm not. Number three is relationships. Now, I want to tell you guys a really interesting story. On May 29th, 1982, I hit the love lottery. I was born into a family, a husband and wife that are still together after almost 50 years of marriage. My mother and father are Kenneth and Gail Bland. I have a sister named Jody. I have a brother. He's basically my brother. He's been in my life since I was eight almost 30 years, 31 years. His name is Daniel Knight. I don't remember if I said my sister's name is Jody, but her name is Jody Bland. She's Jody Knight now. It has been for a long time. 
This is the family that I was born into. I could have been born into any other family in the world. But God decided to put me with them for whatever reason. Let me tell you another story or another key component of my life. On April the 14th, in 2012, I met the woman of my dreams. And not only, well, I didn't meet her then. I met her a few months, about eight months prior to that. But I married the woman of my dreams. And what's so important about those two things is I hit the love lottery. I've had a life that has been filled with so many failures, self-inflicted, so much pain and suffering in my life that was self-inflicted, choices that I made. But for whatever reason, God has put, put a certain amount of people in my life that have, have loved me unconditionally. And when you have love, you can fail. When you have love, you can be picked back up. When you have love, you're willing to try to pursue your best self and to do things that you would not ordinarily do. Love gives you courage. It creates space for you to ask questions. It creates space so that you can create empathy for others. And fundamentally, it's just how God designed us. He designed us to want to love one another. And when I'm leading with first principles and I'm trying to help people solve the big problems in their life or the big problems in their business or their career or what to do next. Love is the single most important factor that will propel you forward and create more joy and more fulfillment. And it will allow you to pursue big ideas and bigger relationships. It'll force you to take your eyes off of yourself and put them on your teammates. Love will also show you that no matter what industry you're in, there's an abundance for everyone to pursue their highest calling and to answer or, or, or seek their mandate that God has given them. Relationships are so important, guys, because we need support. We need to feel loved. We need to feel important. My family has done that for me. And so it allows me to just, in my darkest days, in my darkest moments, when my mind is working against me, it allows me to put the world in perspective. And I realize that no matter what happens during the day, no matter 
how many mistakes that I make, I can call my mom or I can call my dad or I can call my sister, can call my brother-in-law. And no matter what, when I get home at night, I'm the father, first and foremost, I'm the husband to a beautiful wife And I'm a father to two beautiful children that God has allowed us to have and has given us the responsibility to raise in this world full of <laughs> madness. <laughs> so here's the, here's the great thing, which is how did I get to my first principles? And here's two big ideas that I want to share with you today. And there's no doubt that you're, you're going to be like, oh, of course he would say this. The first big idea I want to leave you with is, is curiosity. I am super curious about human behavior. I'm super curious about how to ask better questions so that we can live a life filled with meaning and purpose and joy. And the second big idea that I think that is so connected to that, I think that curiosity allows us to have courage. That is my belief. And courage is so important in a world filled of uncertainty. And I think that sometimes certainty can lead us to this deterministic view. And deterministic views can create so much emotion and emotion creates attachment. And when we have this, this attachment to these ideas about how the world works or, or how a certain person made you feel and, you know, the decisions that we have to make, you know, to, to serve our families Sometimes if we have too much emotion attached to those, we cannot see what is most valuable in the moment. So today I want to leave you with a couple of questions. Question number one, where in your life do you need first principles. And if you have first principles in a certain area of your life, being it physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, if you have certain, if you have first principles already there, is it time to refine them? Is it time to have someone help you dive into those first principles and, and have a bigger, better question or have a, yeah, have a bigger, better conversation around those first principles? And the, the last question is, so if you, if you have your first principles, then what are the virtues that have allowed you to outline your first principles? Is it courage? Is it fear? Is it love? Kindness. 
maybe some of your first principles were created in a season of life when you did not feel love, hope, faith, courage, joy. So maybe today is the day that we want to redefine or refine our virtues and our first principles. I just want to tell you, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this today. Thank you for the privilege of your time. Thank you for your effort in creating your best self. And I want to remind you of a quote that I've been thinking about a lot lately, which is, the people that are crazy enough to think that they can change the world are the ones who actually do. It was no mistake at all that you ended up on this podcast today. So, I challenge you to continue to be ruthlessly curious in how you build your relationships and who you let into your life and how you pursue your best physical self. Continue fighting the good fight. Thank you so much for your time today. I love you guys, and I hope you all have a great day.